to anyone tuned in, this is the Men, Church, Stuff podcast. It's the show where brothers-in-law DJ Colt and Brad Coleman talk about what it's like being Christian men in today's society. Having spent our entire lives immersed in church culture, we want to share our experiences with other men who are willing to listen. We'll talk life stuff, church stuff, man stuff, and, well, stuff stuff. Let's get to it. Well, greetings, listeners all over the place. Welcome to another episode of the Men Church Stuff podcast. I am DJ Culp, one of your hosts. As always, here with my uh, dearly beloved brother-in-law, Brad Coleman. Brad, how you doing today, man? I'm doing okay. Yeah? Yeah. Been busy, but not this morning. This morning, kind of rested up a little bit. Got a lot of reading to do today, so. Yeah. Um, today is officially my last day of summer break. Um, and so I, I requested to share a, I would really love to sleep in. So listeners, if you are not parents, then your definition of sleeping in is very different than mine. It, yeah. My, my definition of sleeping in used to be 10 o'clock. My definition of sleeping in now is like eight. Dude, if I could sleep in until eight, I have a great day. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> the day is wonderful. So you um, do you, you do get this nice little change to the curve once your kids can all make themselves breakfast. Yes, I I, I have heard you and Tabitha talk about that. So it is glorious. I, it does come. I, I was gonna say I long await the day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can make it to like nine o'clock then. <laughs> be, yeah, and Cher is way more of a of a morning sleeper than me. Like, if if she could. Cher would probably sleep until like 10 or 1030 every day. If I sleep until 10 o'clock, I'm really tired or I'm sick. And so like if I get if I if I sleep in until 10 o'clock twice, like Cher's Cher starts to worry, you know, like because because like for me, my body, it'll wake up. And my like my muscles in my it almost feels like my bones are telling me, dude, get out of bed. It's like this is hurting. So I I really wish that I could sleep um like that. I just but I just can't. Um so Brad, today uh we're gonna be talking about something that it may sound like it will it will make people feel uncomfortable, and I'm okay with that, you know, whatever. But um like I, I really think it's something that I really like the I'm very interested in like the behavioral side of mm-hmm. of our topic today, which is um, like sin struggles, how how that isolates us from from other from from others. But I'm really I really am fascinated um, by by how by how sin makes us kind of retreat into our own world, you yeah. know, and we kind of put up our we kind of put up our own walls and whatnot. But um, but just kind of open up the show. Um, has there ever been a time where you know that you needed help with something, but you just absolutely refused it? And so it took like way longer or you did it wrong or, you know, maybe Tabitha started to make fun of you or something like that, you know, <laughs> never, never, <laughs> never. No, never. never I know. Me yeah, either, no, Brad. I, yeah, I, I racked my brain. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, 
probably far too many times, probably far more than I would like to admit. <laughs> um, especially when we're talking with, with sin, because, because sin loves solo. Yeah, it does. You know, sin loves to get you out of part. Um, I think that's one of Satan's biggest strategies. I mean, let me get you away. Yeah. And, and one of the things when we're in sin, you know, more, we're, we're struggling with that. The Holy Spirit is convicting us. You know, where's the last place we want to be? Around the people that are holy. Around around people. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because they're going to ask us if we're okay. Because yeah. oh, how you're acting different. You okay? Yeah, you're acting different. Yeah, there's something's going something's going on. Yeah, for you know, sure. And and then we, I think we feel like because we we get that shame on us. And then we're like, ah, oh, they're going to see all that shame and all this. And and then Satan wants to convince us, well, we, you certainly can't go talk to God about it because, you know, he's just going to like whoop you. Yeah. Or, or, he'll, or, he'll, or he'll make you have to go talk we'll to those people st- about it. Yeah. 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 We'll make so, you stop. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Again, <laughs> with, with sin, the reason we do sin is because well, the Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season. Yeah. If there wasn't pleasure in sin, we probably wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. And, and like, I've always, I've always explained, explained it this way. Um, the, uh, the story I always grew up with my parents telling me um, when they were on their honeymoon, they went to uh, Gatlinburg and I don't know if this place is still in Gatlinburg or not, but there's a, there was a wax museum when they went um, back in the seventies where uh, um, it was called a Christus gardens. And it's a uh, or was again, I don't know if it's still there, but it, this wax museum had had like a bunch of different scenes set up, you know, and obviously with a wax museum, you're going to have like a bunch of a bunch of famous people that, you know, somebody somebody did or whatever. But the, there is the scene in the uh, in Christmas Gardens <clears throat> that was um, the temptation of Jesus by Satan. And the story I always grew up with um, was when you when you came to this scene back in that day, you had headphones and a cassette tape <laughs> that was that was that was guiding you through. Listeners, if you don't know what that is, ask I don't know your parents or even maybe grandparents. <laughs> but um, the uh, the 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 narrator said that when you when you look at the scene, don't be startled because Satan is like this really handsome looking guy, like this yeah. really really attractive man. And, you know, the, the characterization that, you know, that we often, oftentimes see of Satan is, you know, is, is the, um, is like the, the, the demon, you know, the goblin, goblin type of guy with a pointy beard and he's painted red and he's got horns, he's got sharp teeth and a trident and he's got a big long tail, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in this particular scene, Satan's really, really, really handsome. And the narrator mm-hmm. says, and the reason, reason for that is because, you know, sin that sin that that looks ugly and that looks disgusting, we're probably not going to have any reason to do it because, you know, so get yeah. coming, you know, I'm going to reference I'm going to reference what you were saying about about a big giant bear. Right. If there's a big giant bear, I don't want to fight him. But if my family's in the, if my family's going to be on his on his menu, then I'm going to put myself in it. But I still don't want to do this. If, you know, if I'm looking at um, if I'm looking, let's say for for like if I'm shopping, and I'm looking for deals and there's a store that says, you know, 
um, here's a bunch of deals and I don't have a ton of money to spend, but don't worry, it's okay. You know, you can take out like four credit cards or something and it'll be fine. That's, you know, you know what I mean? Like that, that kind of scenario is going to be mm-hmm. far more attractive um, to, to kind of, to kind of fall into. Well, I think about, you know, what they say about opportunity, right? So most people miss opportunity because it shows up in overalls and looks like work. <laughs> and I think, I think yeah. most people fall in temptation with sin because it shows up in diamonds and looks like fun. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly right. You know, if, you know, if we, if we saw sin the way God does, if we saw it for, for what it, it's devastation, it's destruction. Yeah, I yeah. think we'd, we'd avoid it far more than we do. Yeah. Because we, but we listen to God. Uh, we, no, we don't listen to God. We listen to Satan um, far more than, than I think when we want to admit. You know, Satan in the garden. Yeah, you know, I would Steve, agree. Did, did God say that? Is that what yeah. God said? Yeah. Like, and we, we downsize that story that sin and go, Oh, well, you know, it's just a little, it's a little one. It's just a little one. Um, No, all sin is destructive. All sin leads to death. Um, So when we're tempted, you know, God gives us that opportunity to uh, run. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and I also think that, that, you know, I think in my life specifically, I have not had as as much of a of sort of I'm going to call it a conversation. I know that's probably the the wrong word to use, but nonetheless, I've not had as much of a conversation with Satan about is that what God really said. Hmm. I've had more of a conversation that dealt more with, but DJ, you're fine. You know, there won't be any, there won't be any, uh, um, there won't be any, any like reliance. There won't be any, um, you know, anything that, anything that you would, that you would really want to return to, you know, like, you're not hurting um, anybody. You're not hurting anybody. It's, you know, it's, um, or if, 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 you know, if I, if I disappoint people, they'll get over it or it, it'll be okay in the long run, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that, that kind of a thing. So um, Brad, here's some, here's some fun statistics for you. Um, so this is, I, this is complimentary of, of a study done by civic science, which I just hope is, is a legitimate study. Right. But, yeah. um, but numbers nonetheless in reported in 2018 that uh, they polled 2000 adults I mean, that's and, and like, so I've got a, I've, I've got a, I've got a doctorate degree, 2000 adults in my field is like a crap ton of people. Like in my field, if you, if you, if, if I, if I surveyed, you know, band directors, acquired directors that are, that are upwards of 2000, man, I'm going to get a crazy awesome publication out of it. I think 2000 adults in my field, from my perspective is, is, is a good amount. So, Anyways. so, but, but, but if we're, if we're taking 2000 people, <laughs> you know, who are, um, Fisherman, that's probably a pretty poor sample. That's so, a yeah, poor sample. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> two thousand college students. So you like you went to one university. <laughs> yeah, right. So of those two thousand people, um, when they were asked, "Do you ask for help?" of the two thousand, and I don't know the numbers, but fifty-seven percent. Uh, well, I got to divide. I got to say this right. Of the two thousand people, if you look at one hundred percent of 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 all the men and one hundred percent of all the women, right, 
56% of all the men said, no, I do not ask for help, which is surprising to me because I thought that number would be a lot higher. And 40, 46% said, yes, they do ask for help. Women, 47% of them said, no, they do not ask for help, which again, surprised me because I thought that number would be lower. And 53% said yes they do ask for help and i think this relates um i think this relates to you know to what we were talking about um a couple of weeks ago about you know like um guys and weakness and mm-hmm. man I don't, I don't need no help um i remember when uh when Cher and i first got married um we had i mean obviously because our first year of marriage we had many arguments but our but one of them that that was relatively dumb wasn't as dumb as rummy but one of the one one of the arguments that was really <laughs> that was really dumb was i'm hanging the picture up wrong not i could do it more efficiently it's that i'm doing it wrong and yeah. you know and and so i mean knowing that knowing that shara wanted to wanted to jump in and, and say here let me show you how to do it made me be like yeah I, I don't want to ask you for help right now <laughs> i can hang up pictures i'm fine um and there was a there's one specific instance that 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 we both any pretty much any time that we mention it we know what we're talking about um so we've got two dogs and um shara found this like this uh this little like a um a leash hanger thing you know that says woof on it and when i was putting it up she was she was saying no you're doing it wrong let me show you so i actually i actually gave her um the option i gave her the opportunity to put to like do it and put it up and she she couldn't do it she couldn't do it right mm-hmm. and so i let i let her figure it out and figure out that she can't do it and she still didn't ask for help because both both my wife and i are very are that stubborn mm-hmm. and i came in i swooped in and saved the day and so I can, you know, I can always look at her and say, you know, uh, I did hang up that wolf sign and she knows exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, I mean, guys, guys just. I, I mean, I don't ask for help, you know, if it's if it's something that that would expose a weakness that and I, I think I need to say it this way. I don't ask for help if it if it, it will expose a weakness that I'm conscious, I'm self-conscious about. Yeah. Like, I don't mind asking people for directions. If I don't know, I don't know. (laughs) Well, and I think one of the things that we struggle with as humanity Mm -hmm. is that we are, I think we're, we're taught and we perpetuate self-sufficiency. We are. Yeah. When the the scripture calls us to God's sufficiency, you know, uh, my grace is sufficient for you. You know? uh, Yeah. We're supposed to, God says, don't lean on your own understanding, but acknowledge me. So basically God's saying, don't lean on your understanding, lean on my understanding. Right. You know, God doesn't call us to, to be strong in, in our own power, but to be strong in the power of his might. And so oftentimes I think as much as we don't ask for help, like from other people, yeah. how often don't we ask for help? from the God who says, I want to give it to you. Yeah. You know, or wisdom, you know, and, and you know, wisdom in the Bible, you know, you can tie it with the word clarity. God says he gives to those who ask for it. So he said, matter of fact, he gives it abundantly. He just, just, he said, I just want to basically pour it out on you. If, if you ask in faith, ask yeah. for it. 
If you don't have wisdom, ask me for it. So are we asking God for wisdom? When we're struggling with something, do do we think we know the answer? Or are we going to God to say, hey, I need your help. I need your help to figure this out. I need your help to fix this. Because one of the things God hit me with, uh, me and Isaiah are going through a devotional. And man, I'm going to tell you, it, it never ceases to amaze me when God hits me that day with exactly what I need. Mm. I'm like, I hope Isaiah is getting as much out of it as I am. Um, <laughs> I almost couldn't read the scripture last night because it was like so relevant to the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but God doesn't tell us to to be uh, to change ourselves. God tells us to be transformed. Yeah, to, to come to Him for transformation, be transformed by the renewing of our mind, to to go to God, right. to have faith, faith, hope, love, but the greatest is love. You know, so without faith, it's impossible to please God. So right. God is pushing us to trust Him, to rely on Him, to lean on Him. Sometimes God will to will knock us down and humble us so that we no longer can lean on ourselves. Yeah. You know, so I'm not saying that there's not a level of, you know, I, don't be a whiny baby. That's not what, what I'm saying. You know, like when we say, yeah, we, but we need to be dependent on God. Just when we're dependent on ourselves, just like if we're dependent on any other human being, we're going to let ourselves down. Yeah. Like, so you know, to your point of, to your point of like the, um, being self-sufficient in in my life experience and not just like you know my personal struggles um with with uh with sin but also you know in conversations that i've had with uh with like my sunday school class or people i'm close to whatever um the self-sufficiency when when in the context of retreating to god and asking him for help um have come in have come in this in this scripture pair that that I I've over the last probably year I've begun to pair quite often. Um so first Peter 5 8 says, be serious, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling, prowling, prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can devour. And in James, James tells us, right, resist the devil and he will flee from you. I think that for for a lot of people and i may be overgeneralizing here so if i am listeners my apologies but i think for a lot of people if we say no in the moments of of you know temptation whatever that is whatever you're dealing with if we say no satan and he doesn't flee like the temptation doesn't leave i'm wondering at that point in time in that moment how often do we retreat to God for his help? And the reason the reason I'm asking it that way is because if it's true that the Dayton that 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 Satan really is a lion that is just prowling around hoping he can find somebody to eat, when I when I think about mm. um the 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 verse in James that says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Mm. So my so apologies we, if it sounds like I'm going to like ads to scripture, but I, I would like to, I would like to take some latitude and kind of interpret this mm-hmm. by saying 
resist the devil until he flees from you. And the word until in that context often, no, not often, does require us to retreat to God. Because it's not up to us to know how long Satan's hmm. going to push, you know? Well, yeah, but you're you're missing a little bit of the sandwich. All right, so you got the meat that's in there. <laughs> okay. But, you, you, but you're missing the rest of the of the rest of the sandwich. Because when you look at James 4, which is where you're quoting from, yeah. right? The first part of verse 7, which you're quoting, says, Submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Mm, draw mm -hmm. near to God. Verse 8 says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Yeah. Right? So, so we are to resist the devil, but we're to submit to God and draw near to God. And so I oh, always nice. think about I, I yeah. always think about it like this, right? I'm a big brother. Mm -hmm. My little brother now is bigger than me. So this is kind of flipped now. But yeah, right. If when he was little, if you'd have walked up, you know, when he was in in middle school and I'm in high school and I'm this big football player, and you've been picking on my brother, and I would have walked up behind and just stared you down as mm -hmm. a kid. You say his age or you know, whatever. You're going to turn around and walk away. Now, he may look at it if he didn't see me going. All right. I stood up to him and he turned around and walked away, but he wasn't walking away from me or from, you know, from him. He's walking away from me. Yeah. I think right. That guy, God's telling us, hey, humble yourselves unto me. Draw near to me. Right. And then when you resist the devil, he's going to flee. Not because he's scared of you. Because he's scared of God. Dude, that's like, that's because, a solid word. Yeah, but he knows. Like, I'm sitting there going, mm-mm. <laughs> he's gonna hang his head and walk away yeah now it doesn't say he won't come back doesn't say how long he's gonna go but right res resist him yeah but i think that's that's one of the the powerful things i think that james is trying to that god is through james trying to get across to us is is look if you're if you're standing humbling yourself in me with me and i'm yeah. with you you know, and you resist him. Yeah. He, he can't, he I, can't come in and pull you away. Yeah. I, Brad, I really like, you mentioned I'm missing, I'm missing part of the sandwich. I'm I'm missing the bread. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Of, 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 uh, of that, of that, that James passage. I've never, I've never noticed it until, so when you said that all of a sudden I like, I saw it in my head. And it was it was great. It was well, yeah. I mean, it was that's that's awesome. I'm gonna like I'm totally stealing that. Yeah, it's um, yeah. <laughs> you put the sandwich together just right. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so and I guess I guess actually it would be a fish sandwich, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Probably. So I think I think where I where I kind of gleaned, you know, like you were saying, I, I got the meat. Um when I put those, when I put those scripture verses together, the James four, um, and mm -hmm. the first Peter, um, what is it? Five, eight, four, eight. Um, mm -hmm. there's a, there's a quote from, uh, from C.S. Lewis Screwtape Letters that is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, because when I read it, uh, it made me, it made me really begin to process again, you know, thinking about thinking about like human behavior 
and as it relates to sin, as as it relates to um, to following Christ and what that looks like and how um, how we learn, how we act, how we I mean, how we learn from how we act, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, but um, in uh, in screw tape letters, you know, um, I'm trying to think uh, screw tape is 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 writing to to Wormwood here. Um, oh no, sorry, Wormwood's writing to screw tape. There we go. That he wants he wants Christians. God wants Christians to learn to walk and must therefore take away his hand. And if only the will to walk is really there, he is pleased even with their stumbles. Mm-hmm. Now, some people you know, disagree with, disagree with C.S. Lewis. Christopher Hitchens was one of them. Um, but uh, like when I read that, and 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 I'm not like, I, I certainly am not going to try to, to, to justify sin because I think it'd be really, really easy in that, in like in, from that context to, to kind of go that route. Like, well, as long as I'm trying, then then God's going to be happy because I, I think, I think just, I think just try harder is not the way to go. Hmm. You know, like, like you were saying, submit um, and then draw close to God as opposed to just, just resist the devil. Just, just try harder. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even David was a man, of, was a man after God's own heart. Even I, I and I refuse, I refuse to believe that David was not after, was not a man after God's own heart when, when, like when he was in sin, he was, if, you know, if God called David a man after, after his own heart, I mean, that, that's, that's a, that's like an, that's a, that's a, an ultimate statement. Um, but, uh, so uh, Jeff Willen preached a sermon once. And one of the things that he said, and I think he probably reiterated this to me in conversations uh-huh. before and after, but he said, one of the problems is not that we struggle with sin. It's when we stop struggling with sin and just give in to the sin and just give it. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things is when God knows we struggle. And I think that's what Lewis is trying to say. Yeah. Right. Is, is even when we're not being as successful as, as we think we should be, or yeah. Yeah. Just that, that when we are, when we are diligently trying to overcome this, you know, people have addictions. Mm-hmm. There's, there's people, uh, some because they made bad decisions, some of them because of an accident. They got yeah. in, they got addicted to some, some painkillers, right? And, sure. and, and they're struggling through that, and they're trying to overcome. Now, uh, here's the thing: don't do that by yourself. And when right. I say don't do that by yourself, I, I do mean don't do that. Don't try to do it without God, because you're definitely going to fail. Yeah. But also God has given us his community and his church to to say, let's do it together. Let's walk yeah. through it. Let's bear one another's burdens. Yes. And so fulfill the law of Christ. Yeah. Now, here's here's the thing which I, I warn people to be careful about. But there's but there's a there's a little bit of a um, I don't know if you want to call it a test, but it's definitely a little bit of a lithmus, I guess lithmus test. Mm-hmm. Um the Bible tells us to confess our sins to one another. Mm. I know people who've gotten hurt by confessing their sins to the wrong people. Yep. Um, because those people didn't have God's heart. Those yeah. People didn't have that. 
Um, but I think in that scripture, there's there's a very important little piece that sometimes we miss mm-hmm. because it says to one another. To one another. Like singular, you mean like a single person as opposed to a group? Well, what I'm no, what I'm saying is there's a mutual confession. Oh, yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, it's a two-way street, right? DJ, if you share with me a sin that you are struggling with. Mm-hmm. And then I, in turn, in our private conversation, share with you a sin that I am struggling with. Right now, we've mutually shared that we're both struggling with sin. Yeah, right. What does that one remind each of us? That we're that, both broken. That we both that we're and, both struggling with sin. And that and that not only do yeah. we both not only do we need do we need strength from the Lord. However, however mm-hmm. he like however he reveals that to us, but we need strength from each other. Like yeah. Like you and I have to have each other to 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 realize that brokenness is a part is a part of our nature. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And, and, I, and I'll tell you when God really solidified that to me was I was sharing a struggle with my with my best friend, you know, one of my very best friends in the world, Dustin and Dusty. That's my Dusty Bear. Um, shout out to Dusty Bear. Yeah, right. My brother Bear. Um, <laughs> you know he, uh, you know. I think he was sharing something with me, a struggle. Uh, no, I was sharing with him a struggle, sharing like a, a struggle with sin. And and then like he almost automatically just went, you know, well, this is what I've struggled with in the past. And this is how you yeah. know, I've, I've struggled. And so it was just that, hey, we're sharing our sins with one another. Yeah. And that, I think that means we're sharing God's victories over those sins, too. Yeah. You know, if if you've been freed from the addiction of 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 whatever, then then you're probably more in a place where you can help others walk through that with God, walk through it mm-hmm. with you to to help them to be freed from that. Now we're that's all exactly different, right. but yeah, yeah. I mean, you can speak to them in a way that someone who has never struggled with maybe that sort of addiction or maybe yeah. doesn't struggle with addiction you know, can't, you know, we can all help each other. We can all be praying for each other, but there's right. certainly, you know, if, if you're coming out of those things, you're going to understand one, the, the lies we're going to tell ourselves because man, we're really good at self-justifying. Yeah. We're really good at ignoring our blind spots. We're really good. And, and at, we're also avoiding people that might point those out when, oh, we're, dude. when yes. we're in it. And I think we're also really, really good at – so you mentioned the Galatians 6-2 reference, one of my life verses, brothers bear each other's burdens, therefore fulfilling, fulfilling the law of Christ, which is actually a direct parallel to what you're talking about. Brothers bear each other's burdens, not not go bear everybody else's burdens. But I think that one of the things that we're really good about is – and this is, this is Christian culture. I can't speak um, – I can't speak to you know how um, – I can't speak to like how people outside the church work in this outside of just sort of the general knowledge that I know about like um, like AA meetings or, you know, substance abuse meetings or, you know, like like psychotherapy, that kind of stuff, which is all legitimate, completely legitimate. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't really know what they do with brothers bear each other's burdens. Right. I, I don't mm-hmm. know how 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 the not church world deals with that. But um, the direct parallel is you know confess your sins to one another that is that is bearing each other's burdens now i will also say this and this this you know this kind of this kind of uh or this definitely hits at at the isolation aspect of of our of our topic today 
brothers bear each other's burdens means that you have no burden to bear unless somebody shares that burden with you. You can't do it. But what I think we're really good about, um, or I should say what we're really bad about, is thinking that our shoulders are strong enough to bear others' burdens and Mm. not having to share ours. My Mm. burden, my burden... I don't, you know, I mean, like, dude, it could be pride. My burden's not as big as yours, mm-hmm. so I'm, I don't mm-hmm. need to share anything. Or it might be pride. I don't want you to know what my burden is. Um, and and I, and I mean, the danger that I I experienced this so so many times um, in you know uh, when I was coming up through college, um, uh, late high school, college, early adulthood. Um, like, I'm gonna curate. So if we're gonna if we're if we're gonna have ourselves a if we're gonna have ourselves a little heart to heart here. Um, and I loved what you had to say, personal conversation, right? But if we're going to have ourselves a little heart to heart, I'm not going to give you like the the deep ones. I'm going to give you like the surface ones, the ones that actually mm-hmm. don't, the ones that really don't plague my life, but they yeah. might play, they might plague yours. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm, it's almost like, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm totally giving you a false sense the, of authenticity. The surface level, right? Yeah. Surface level. Yeah. And, we're and open. I, and we're I, not and opening the chamber of secrets. I also, I also think Brad, to your point. I think that it is legitimate to to ease to ease into that, right? I mean, because I mean, let's let's just face it. I mean, some people are stupid, some people yeah. are mean, some people some people aren't are 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 not the people that you that you might think that they are they, the, that they were. And so, if well, you, you know, say, like the, the wheat and the tears, right? The yeah, wheat and the yeah, tears they're that's growing right. up together. Yeah. So, so there are people. Who who one are 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 not not wheat they're weeds. Yeah, they look like yeah. wheat, but they're weeds. You mm-hmm. don't want to confess your sin to weeds. No, and because so you confess need... your sins to others. That's right. And so um, you need you need to know the person. Yeah, and yeah. you know, and again, I think that's where God tells us to be wise to uh, to know people by the fruit that they bear. Is is this person someone that comes and shares everybody else's gossip with you? Right. Because because is this someone who goes and tells everybody else about everybody else's business? Yeah. Because that's the last person you want to ask to pray for you about something. Yep. So one of or is it the person that you know? You know, you may even know. Like I know so and so talked to you about this, and I know what so and so is going going through, but I ain't ever heard you say a word about that. Yeah. And you've been guarded. And when I even, you know, I'm even ask you about it. And you're like, well, you know, they're going through some hard times. Why don't you pray for them? That's the kind of person you want to be, because that's the kind of person. If if they're going to talk to you about other people, they'll talk to other people about you. Yeah. And we need to be aware of that too. Which side are we on? Right. Yeah. Who 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 are we being? Yeah. I've, you know? The way I've the way I've heard it put um, sort of in like a, in a comical way is um, always, always be leery of the people who, who share prayer requests as a vehicle for gossip. Yeah. You know, like yeah. who, who do you trust? The way, the only way that you know who to trust is to get to know people. And guess what, what that, what that forces you out of is isolation. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> my, one of my absolute best friends in the entire world, besides you, of course, Brad, um is a it's a shout out to Barry. Um Barry and I actually met at a uh, at like a really early morning McDonald's 
um, we'll, I'm going to call it very loosely Bible study. Like we kind of study the Bible. We, I mean, we certainly talk about scripture. We talk about heavy stuff and it wasn't, it wasn't just a, a an excuse to have breakfast at McDonald's. Um, but I, I, I started to notice something like Barry, we all go to, we all went to church together. Um, and so I knew Barry by, by just kind of by, by, by sight. Right. I, I, and I, I knew what his name was, but we didn't really know each other. And that began that began like the beginning or that started, excuse me, the beginning of our, of our brotherhood. And I was able to approach him with some really deep stuff that I was dealing with. And I mean, I, I, I love, I love that. I mean, Barry, God, God through Barry brought me out of an insanely dark moment, uh, dark season of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and and through that, then this is the cool thing about 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 like um, you can call them you can call them brotherhoods, discipleship groups, accountability partners, like whatever whatever word you want to use. God worked through Barry to to get into my heart. Right? He it wasn't it wasn't like God was saving Himself exclusively just for me and would and refused to work any other way. It's either it's either you come to me and yeah. and that's it or or you know, come to me or bust. I like the, the idea of the idea of, of having, you know, this brothers bear each other's burdens is a clear indication that yes, draw near to God. That's a personal thing. Um, Submit to God. That's a personal thing. However, God is still going to, and has the ability to, to penetrate, to penetrate your, um, you know, your walls of protection through the influence of other people. Um, and in doing so, like, like, and, 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 you know, iron sharpens iron, Barry, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I explained to Barry, this is what I'm going through in turn. He explained to me, um, the depths of what he was going through and dude, right. I, I can still, I can still to this right. day, I, I, I know where I was in my car when Barry and I had a conversation where both of us were able to explain just different aspects of each other's um, each other's relationship to sin, each other's relationship to God. And I mean, dude, like we're, we're both of us are, are so much better for it. Yeah. Well, and again, it's that confess their sins once another. When iron sharpens iron, how does that happen? Well, it has to scrape against each other. Yep. Yeah, no, find friends in Christ who, who are willing to make you uncomfortable, to ask you the hard questions. That's right. To make you mad if they need to be, you know. Not because they're trying to make you mad, but, but but they're willing to tell you the truth, even if it makes you mad. Yep. Because because one of the things that I've learned is sometimes sometimes God's got to send people to make me mad, so that I'll chew on what He wants me to chew on. And yes. That's what David, right? When David, after Bathsheba, God sends Nathan to make David real mad. Oh, and then dude. he turns the table. You're that man. Hey, that I'm... man you're really mad at right now. That's you. Yes. I love that story, Brad. Um, um, <laughs> that hurts. And, yeah. But, but you know, have those friends who are willing uh, to do that. It's not hard for them. And so when you realize that they've gone through that and you've realized that they've done that for you, um, and go back and say, hey, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being uncomfortable. Thank you for, for being willing to, to you know, tick me off a bit because right. I needed to be ticked off. Yeah. Thanks for the wake up. I also think 
no, I believe fully that one of those people is a spouse. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't need, it does not need to be reserved for, like, if you're listeners, if you're a guy, it doesn't, it doesn't only need to be reserved for a guy, for another guy. And if you're, if you're a woman, it doesn't only need to be reserved for another woman. Like, you need to be as transparent with your spouse about this kind of stuff as you Mm -hmm. are other people and vice versa, right? Like, Mm -hmm. well, and I think if you are in, a godly marriage and a godly relationship where you're growing together, then that should be the person that can speak the most into those things. Now, sometimes when we get drifted into sin, we need other people to come in and remind us, what's your wife say? Yep. What is your wife saying? Because she's the person that that knows you the most intimately other than God and you. You know, she's the one who's going to see the things that you don't see because she so so what is she saying mm-hmm. and if she's telling you she thinks this is a problem and she's a godly woman who's seeking christ you should probably listen yeah like absolutely. even if even if everything in your system is trying to justify and ignore it like you and the same goes the other way you know ladies if if your husband is saying hey He's he's a godly man. He's seeking God, and he's like, "Look, I'm I'm seeing this. This is this is problem." Yeah, Be- because in a godly marriage, we're working together, and one of the things that we got to acknowledge, and I think over and over and over again, is one: don't attack your spouse, um, and two. So then, once you have an, you're not attacking your spouse, remind your, your spouse that that you're not attacking them, yeah. and when you do find yourself in your humanity attacking them, uh, one realize you're shooting yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're attacking yourself. Yeah, you are right. You're one. Uh, you're one really flesh. Dumb. Yeah. Um, and stop, and then apologize. Hey, sorry. Um, I shouldn't have used those harsh words. I shouldn't have brought that up from the past that, that it's done. Yeah. And, as a matter of fact, one of the things I think we we got to own is when we bring up things from the past that are done, things that God has forgiven. Now, who are we going against? We're not bringing it up to our spouse. Like right. we're saying, God, your forgiveness wasn't enough. God, you're wiping that clean. Your sacrifice on the cross was insufficient. Yeah, that's right. So maybe go throw out, uh, <clears throat> sorry about that, Dad, to him too, because, uh, you know, so don't do that. If, right. if it's something that's from the past that is still bothering you that God has forgiven them for, then one of the things you got to own and this is a hard pill for, I think, all of us to swallow. Is this no longer about them? It's about you. And the problem that you have isn't with them. It's with it's with you and God. Yeah. Because you are failing to forgive what God has already forgiven. So you need to grow. Yep. And you got to go to him to be transformed. Sin sucks. Sin it sucks, you sucks in, dude. And it yeah. sucks the life out of you. Uh, it brings death. Um, but we all struggle with it. Yeah. You know, what is it that John says in first John? If you say you don't have sin, you're a liar. You are a liar. The truth isn't yep. you. I tell right. people don't don't go to a church where the pastor doesn't sin because he's a liar. Um yeah. I I sin. I I try not to get caught in sin. 
but I do right. sin. I fail God. I have to go to God for his forgiveness. I, my pride swells up. I do stupid stuff. As Paul said, I do the things I don't want to do. I don't do the things that I want to do that I should do. Yep. And I got to go to God. And daily, you know, we've got, we need to go to God daily and die to ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's a, yeah, you, that's a solid point that like, <clears throat> I think far too often we neglect I mean, I, I certainly have. We neglect the fact that our battle with sin, we see it as a longitudinal thing. And we want to see like we whatever, again, whatever the sin is, we want to see the light at the end of the tunnel come to fruition. But we still actually have to worry about the struggle every step of the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so, you know, if you wake up one morning um, and and you feel fine then you may not you may not think at all to even say god thank you so much for today that i did not have an experience with whatever that is right yeah. i didn't i didn't go look where i shouldn't have looked i didn't i didn't lash out to somebody where you know wh with my tongue the way i normally do you know whatever it is um and and so yeah the the step by step the di the dying daily is one of the things that I have I have found um, gets me isolated more quickly because because again you know you're I was thinking so much for so much about about the longitudinal nature of it. Um, Brad, this is this is a good app. It was a heavy app. It really was. It's, it's um, a heavy topic. Yeah, it's a real yeah, topic. yeah, yeah. And and I and I. At first, at first, I thought, I don't really know if this one is, you know, we're not going to have a lot of a lot of laughing and a lot of uh, a lot of jollity. But at the same time, the topic doesn't warrant that. Um, but I, but like I, I think that it needs to be I think it needs to at least be in the forefront of of our minds that that anytime that anytime like you were saying, anytime that that we sin, sin creates separation. Well, um, well, let me let me share this little, and it's somewhat lighthearted, and it's somewhat to the point. And okay. I think it's good. All right. Uh, it's a morning prayer. Morning mm -hmm. prayer. Somebody wrote, "Dear Lord, so far I've done all right. I haven't gossiped, haven't lost my temper, haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, or overindulgent. I'm really glad about that. But in a few minutes, God, I'm going to get out of bed." And from then on, I'm going to need a lot more help. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's right. Doing pretty good so far. <laughs> I'm about to roll the covers back. It's a whole Listen, new ball game. Listeners, we we thank you so much for the time that you invest um, indulging in our conversations. Um, uh, if you're new to the show, um, Brad and I, we can be contacted through menchurchstuff at gmail.com. We've got a Facebook group. Um, rate and review us, like us. If you don't like us, don't like us. Um, but uh, well, we love you. We really, really love you guys. You. We are praying for the people who listen to this podcast. We know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. We don't um, know who you are, so, Brad, you. like, let it, let it be known. Um, I'm actually praying. Um, I, I've always had a love for the Northeast. Don't ask me why, because I really don't know. Um, even like ever since I was a kid, 
I am praying that our show gets to the Northeast. I don't know, like, I, I just, I, I would love to know that that the you know the that that the people up there also are are here in the show and i mean to northeast yeah we i love you northeast like go maine dude everybody go to maine wherever your next vacation is you need to go to maine it's one of the greatest states i've ever visited yeah but i hear don't go in winter don't go in winter (laughs) no go in winter i want to go in winter but um listeners thank you so much for um for how much you you know you you enjoy the show um share it tell people about it um and and pray for each other find if you don't have somebody to lean on go find somebody um if you don't if you don't know where they are find a church and it could it could be big it can be little it does not matter but find a church where where you can get plugged in to 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 see if you can find um, someone that that you can connect to on on such a level. But uh, until next time, listeners, we'll catch you next time. Right. See you when we see you.